When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics we have so much to chat about we have not uh done a daily episode since wednesday elise you have been beyond our shores and back on maritime adventures i took to the sea i did i did um i'm great for anyone who doesn't follow me on instagram and see my gazillion posts i did get to go on a cruise this weekend it was very fun my most suppy uh experience the one thing that i was like this is what i'm going to talk about on the podcast is that um my room the the channels that the tv got in your room you know you're at sea so i didn't get that many channels the movie selection wasn't great i'm one of those people who needs there to be like a constant chatter going on Mm -hmm. in the background of my life so that i feel sane so i ended up watching a lot of msnbc which i don't normally watch it's bleak out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't and, really watch a lot of a lot of MSNBC either, but when I turn it on, I mean I love MSNBC. We love all of their people. We love but, all um, the people. Here it's an experience. It's not, they're great journalists on MSNBC. Like I actually saw some good stuff. The ads for the shows really <laughs> sent me. And there is one for a morning for a certain morning show that again. I do think really smart, good people work on, and I'm sure they didn't get together this ad, but the ad went, and I heard it like 15 times, and I couldn't stop laughing at it. It went, when you need answers, first thing in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, Wait, is that for the show that they do at 5 a.m. way too early? Oh, nobody needs it. That is way too early. (laughs) When you need answers, first thing in the morning, the only reason that I ever need answers first thing in the morning is that I've woken up and I'm not where I thought I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. I need answers. <laughs> Literally that or like November 3rd through 7th, 2020. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't need answers. Here, okay. You know what? The other time I needed answers first thing in the morning is when Trump had COVID. Other time. So there yeah. are a couple times. But we haven't had an event. Still, I'm not getting up at five for that. No, no. <laughs> it's very rarely do I want or need answers first thing in the morning. And that's yeah. all I have to say to that ad. And it made me MSNBC think of you all. <laughs> before 10 a.m. is just like, I I don't even know if I mean this as a dunk, but I just like, me and you 
Any two people on our podcast could absolutely carry three hours in the morning and I think make it a little bit more <laughs> entertaining. When I was a congressman, it's just a lot. You just yeah. you really understand the MSNBC, MSNBC mom when you uh when you watch it. I mean yeah. so apparently Jen Psaki will be a member of the MSNBC. That team. that is what I've heard. And honestly, I think I think she's gonna liven it up. Cause it is we we, we do need a little more sass. Uh, mm-hmm. on there I did I mean I actually learned a lot and saw a lot of great coverage because I was on the boat when they actually officially confirmed Katanji Brown Jackson to oh, the nice. Supreme Court oh, wow. which I fully us- expected you to like I-, I was gonna say like did you get to experience that moment it sounds like you were very engaged <laughs> <laughs> I did so I didn't watch like the actual moment live but every time I was back in my room I had MSNBC on and so I was like I got to see the clips I heard people talking about it I heard a lot of awesome interviews with people people who like experts and so that I was I was happy to get to just a dissonance where you're just like I'm on a Richard Branson cruise (laughs) experiencing yeah yes I I, I know I was I, I will say you know Richard's my favorite of the billionaires who are sending themselves to space a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah as Not far even as someone, leaving Twitter's board could endear Elon Musk. No, to us. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I heard that he's like leaving the. For anyone who hasn't heard, that Elon Musk isn't taking the board seat because that means he can actually do more uh, nefarious. That sounds things. right. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't give Twitter an explanation, but like Saturday was supposed to be his first day, and instead, he just sent them a note saying, "I'm not going to do this." And yeah, I'm sure something came up. Where there was like, well, you know, well, like maybe the SEC is actually going to enforce like the rules it has against you. And he was like, well, we cannot be having that. Yeah. Yeah. There's and also like I think that there are like powers he has that he like wouldn't have if he is on the board, actually. I don't oh, yeah. know anything about being on the board I'll of anything. On the board. I know. I don't even yeah. know what that means. The last week I was like, should we do a, a a story about what it means to be on a board? You just sort of throw it around, but like I don't, you know, I know it means you have yeah. some influence, but yeah, she's on DM, the board. DM if you want if you want <laughs> us to do an episode board? about what it is to be on the board. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a role play of like a, a board of trustees meeting. Yeah, the board of when, the sub. When you came back, did you feel like you were addicted to MSNBC? Like, did you feel like you needed to put it back on? Did you get FOMO? I find that when I have it on constantly when I turn it off, it's like an adjustment. I I was able to switch seamlessly into podcasts and I mm-hmm. prefer having those on. Same. It, but it is interesting. I don't know. I mean, it is just interesting to engage in the 24-hour news cycle because it's not something that I do it is very often. Yeah. I really only like watch the news news if like something is happening. So like a hearing, da-da-da. So to just engage in it on the day-to-day, it was interesting because i actually did see some cool interviews with people um regarding some of the topics we're going to talk about today but also it like there is just a lot of information being regurgitated and i did find the ads for shows i was like these disturb me the actual content of the shows wasn't upsetting to me but the way they were advertised i don't know no, I CNN does that too. I usually have CNN on and it's like, they'll have like an incredible, like within 30 seconds of Clarissa Ward having like a moving encounter, it is in their ad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wherever in the world there is dro- there is mm-hmm. conflict, we are there with the answers. And it's like, basically your ad is basically your advertising parachute journalism, but okay, go off. Yeah, yeah okay. it was just like, it, ble- it made me feel 
what was bleak to me was what they perceive as like is going to draw people into the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like totally. super quips of like people slamming each other and like some guy. It was there's some <laughs> quote that's like the, it was about conservatives and how they're all mean. Yeah. And I was like. I don't even disagree with this quote, but it's sad to me that this is like the ad to bring people yeah, into the show. It's exactly. like this dunk on everybody's yeah. conservative uncle. I'm just like, uh, uh. And like nobody, nobody at MSNBC or outside of MSNBC probably argues that they're not trying to do a liberal point of view, but it just does speak to like how, like we need a corrective yeah. to Fox News, which is itself a shame. Question. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's not even that I don't think that, that I think they should be upholding this, like, both sides thing. I just, mm-hmm. the, like, the dunk mic drop nature yeah. of oh. all of it is I oh. was like, this is not, th- like, this I don't like because yeah. it is, a, like, it feels unhelpful. Exactly. Me. It is. And it just is like, until the, like, the incentive structure for news changes. Like, you know, whenever we post something that's like either Trump doing something or a Tucker Carlson clip, what I, which I do think is valuable for more people to know about if they don't know about it, people are always like, why are you bringing attention to this? And it's like, well, a million people saw it. And like, right? this is the stuff that you guys are looking at. So they have like, we don't have a publicly funded news system. So they're definitely yeah. going to like, they have to hype it up as entertainment value. So you keep it on while you're on your cruise. Exactly, exactly. And they're the ones who are going to do a deal with the cruise so that you get their Mm -hmm. channel on the cruise. So then it's like, because one of the other options was Fox. I could have had Fox News on in my cruise hotel room all day if I wanted to ruin my trip. I like NBC and MSNBC because I like Bravo. So I like to keep it in the family. Yeah, yeah. That's the primary reason. No, no political. I popped over to BBC for a sec, see what's going on with them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just got BritBox and I realized I can watch British news and I think I'm going to start trying that. I feel like that will I just feel be like fun. Some, you know how some people with British accents like it just feels like it takes them a very long time to get the words out and to me that's a lovely way to consume the news. Yeah, they they're always hedging it. They're like, well, yeah. the thi- like they're always yeah. they they dance around it for a yeah. little bit. Well, it's very nice. It happened. <laughs> And it did take place. It and did take for place. that reason, it occurred. And it's like, okay, cool. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes. But beyond that, too, since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. 
Alrighty, let's talk about Katanji Brown Jackson. There's Woo! not too much to update everyone on or discuss about her confirmation, other than like it's happened and it's amazing. Senators voted to confirm her at the end of last week on a Thursday with three Republicans, as expected, joining all Democrats. I didn't really want to harp too much in the moment on like the Republicans immediately walking out or like Rand Paul, apparently. There was a lot made about how this vote was in the afternoon on the day before their recess. And it's like we always talk <laughs> about them in their fucking recess. But it's like this historic moment in our nation's history. And Rand Paul is like. He has a vote from a cloakroom. I think a couple of them did because they weren't in formal enough dress. Their dress was not formal enough. And it's just like, I didn't even want too many people to know about it because it's so fucking disrespectful. Like this moment for like, it's sick. You put on a tie for Brett Kavanaugh, like put put on a fucking tie for the first black woman to be confirmed to the Supreme Court. I mean, that's so disrespectful. Walking out on her is so disrespectful. It's like a shameful moment for all of them even though shameful moments in their lives are like a dime a dozen at this point. It's one of their most shameful. But she's also so popular, which is strange. Like 55% of voters or something are like, she's great. We've seen clips of, of like meetings with politicians with their supporters where they're like, why did you do that to her? Nobody really is like, that's so stupid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, even my, um, (laughs) my friend's really conservative dad, who he always like argues with, he was like, I think they looked really silly during, yeah. and obviously that's just anecdotal evidence about my one friend's dad. No, but totally. like, but your that one friend's has, dad is like the guy that maybe is voting yeah. for these people that we don't take enough. Yeah, totally. Well, and is someone who like watches Fox News all day and like is getting those talking points and probably watched the hearings on Fox News and even still came away feeling like that was wrong. So all they had to gain was respectability by literally just remaining in the chamber and wearing their normal clothes and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. It's yeah. very lame. And sad. They couldn't even put on the outfit. Yeah. I mean, they probably, yeah, they had to make a point in the, in the morning to remember not to dress respectively. The yeah. next day there was a ceremony. It was, I thought it was a pretty shining moment for the administration. Kamala Harris spoke in, I think like her speech met the moment in a way where it Mm -hmm. just felt like a really bright spot for her and this administration and her role as VP. Joe was having a great time. He talked for like way too long. You could just tell he was like, I did it. They're happy with me. I did it. He was clearly personally moved. Uh, He Mm -hmm. talked for a long time. And then of course, Katanji Ron Jackson made an incredibly moving speech and just spoke to like the identity elements of her appointment that I don't think she's been able to talk about yet because she's sort of been holding her breath and where she really said, you know, it's been 233 years. And I am like quoted Maya Angelou as being, you know, her ancestors were slaves. And then this moment. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I mean, it was really wonderful to watch Kamala Harris be able to be the one who ushered it in. And also, if anyone hasn't read the letter that Raphael Warnock wrote to his daughter. So Kamala Harris, like, gave Cory Booker and Raphael Warnock each her own stationery and told them, like, you should write a letter to a young black woman in your life who you are thinking of on this day. And Raphael Warnock posted the one to his daughter, Chloe, and it was just... It's, like, really short and to the point, but it's really sweet, and I just... I love, I love girl dads. No, I love it. And something about, it wasn't until I read his letter and just the context. I mean, it was a really good communications moment, frankly, for for her, for all of them, that I really connected. It's like, 
our vice president's name is Kamala and we have a Supreme Court justice whose name is Katanji. And that's just yeah. something that like 20 years ago, it would be hard to imagine. And it just feels really, really powerful. And then when you think of it that way, you know why these fuckers walked out. Like they can't, yeah. handle, they don't want to make space for people who look different and who have different names and who have different backgrounds. Cause like mm-hmm. now that it's like, we talk about this all the time. It's like, they can't handle that. The playing field is going to be equalized because they don't, they can't hack it. They don't have it. They don't have the right? It's like the playing field <laughs> isn't even equalized but they're just Still, they're, right. they're walking out at the suggestion that maybe it could be someday mm-hmm. like that's what her appointment means in this moment is like the future of what the court could be and like we can get someone like that on the court we can have a court that reflects what our country actually looks like and what our values actually are and that's what the, that's what the Republicans were walking out on you know, mm-hmm. there's they don't want to see that happen at all. Yeah. And I mean, the main purpose, because we know that Republicans in Congress are pretty useless and Republicans in state legislatures are just playing like the culture wars. All that like conservative, some conservative voters really want are like the judges. So also they're just like we fail at like the only thing that we can offer this yes. like very irate base. And we but Michelle, Michelle Obama posted something where she was like just saying how thrilled she was that this black woman was going to like chart our nation's history. And like, that's what I keep getting chills when I remember is like, this is forever. This is like as yeah. long as she can She's do it. Young. Yeah, exactly. She's young. She did improv. That's how young she is. <laughs> exactly. So obviously like we're very moved. I still have chills talking about it. everybody was so moved by, by her confirmation. Do you think voters will be able, will connect this historic win and this like jubilant feeling to Joe Biden. You know, I just mentioned like conservatives are so good at getting voters activated. There are whole like shadow groups around ensuring that voters activate around Supreme Court justices. Like every, there are so many conservative voters that you would think don't have a lot of information about the issues, but they know that they want to vote for Republicans for the courts. And this has been a huge issue for Democrats. Do you think that this like Do you think that this could shift that anyway? I think we have had trouble in the past with the courts being a motivating issue for the Democratic base. But I feel like the combination of seeing her get on the court and what can be achieved, plus some pretty devastating opinions or decisions that are going to come out before she even gets there. I think those two things combined, it might be a more galvanizing force because it's like, we need Joe Biden to also put the next person who leaves the Supreme court. We need Joe Biden to be replaced. And we need the Senate to have that. And we need need the Senate to confirm them because Mitch McConnell has already been on TV saying that he doesn't he won't promise not to hold up Mm -hmm. another nominee. So I think like that clip plus Katanji plus the fact that unfortunately we have some really upsetting decisions that are definitely going to come down and have been coming down. They just gutted like clean water. Like (laughs) Um, I, I think the mixture of all of that might be finally like the secret sauce we need to get Democrats to vote for the courts the way Republicans have been voting for the courts for the past like 30 fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will take a lot of just repetition around that where it's like, you're voting for the next Katanji Brown Jackson. Like you're voting for, cause like, honestly, like ch- chances are seem decent that somebody else is either going to pass away or 
decide to retire. I mean, I can't imagine that like any of the liberals now left, like they're too young to consider retiring. Yeah. While Joe Biden is still a president, but um, I think that the Democratic Party is going to have to like really also she'll she'll get on the court in October, which will probably be another like visual because, you know, voters just have such short term memory. So it's like I, this was amazing. If the election were tomorrow, we would keep the Senate probably gain yeah. some seats, you know, but people just have such short term memory. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think the midterms are going to be really, really tough. Joe can use every possible win. The Democrats can use every possible it, opportunity to show what having them in power means and so i mean getting her on the court certainly doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. yeah exactly hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion it's easy Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. All right. Speaking of the midterms, they are almost six months away. They were, they were seven months away as of, I know, they oh, were seven no. months away. I know. So we're going to kick into high gear soon. A lot of the primaries are in um, around May. I want it like it's crazy. And like Wyoming, like Wyoming is an open primary. So Democrats are like registering as are going to like go vote for Liz Cheney in the primary. I think people I'm not sure about Pennsylvania, but we're going to talk about yeah, if you we're live talk- in Wyoming to actually definitely do that. I'm good with you doing <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> you actually really should do that. I, I would do that. And I'll look into if you can do that in Pennsylvania, too, because Dr. Oz, <laughs> but I don't even know who you would vote for in this race. So. We're going to start by touching in with the former guy. He's really been all over us lately. Well, I shouldn't say that. He's really been assaulting <laughs> the census lately. <laughs> like, uh, over the weekend, former reality TV star and former president Donald Trump endorsed, endorsed heart surgeon turned celebrity doctor, Dr. Oz. That is a real sentence. That is a real sentence in this year. Yep. That is not normal. This is not normal. Dr. Oz, as we know, was introduced to the nation by Oprah. Oprah is just like zero for two with recommending health professionals between Dr. Phil and yeah, Dr. We Oz. Love, we love Oprah, but there's been some swings and some misses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe Oprah should have like a restorative MSNBC show. <laughs> yeah, Oprah retracts a statement yeah. where she just kind of takes back some weird stuff she's yeah, done. Yeah, some book club picks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, whenever Oprah invests her energy and, and whenever she puts herself behind the man, it always it always seems to backfire. So he was introduced to the nation by Oprah, and I don't. I I remember seeing him on TV, and I think his whole thing was always like gut health, like lose weight by pooping more. He was always like talking about, he was always talking about that stuff. And yeah. Oprah, like, I feel like the Oprah genre of weight loss. And when he got into this game, people wanted to be, wanted to lose weight to be like very thin. Mm-hmm. And now we know that there are like shades of health, but that's not really the, the, 
diet yeah. he was selling. He, yeah. again, introduced to the nation, but then he gained his own popularity. I think he had his own show and he focused a lot on weight loss. In 2014, though, he was brought to the Senate and absolutely grilled for his role in perpetuating diet and weight loss scams. They left yeah. no mercy. But this wasn't this wasn't it. In April 2020, this was like peak pandemic. He was promoting hydroxychloroquine and apparently was like an advisor for Trump officially. He also argued against the reopening of schools because at that time he was like, oh, worst off, it'll kill two to three percent of our population. We have a famously large population. <laughs> Vanessa that's... Hudgens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Vanessa Hudgens take. I like Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. <laughs> Which is terrible, but like inevitable. <laughs> yeah, but some people are going to die. <laughs> and that's just how it happens. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. Here we are. She wasn't wrong. People say also that he doesn't even live in Pennsylvania. It's really hard to figure out where he lives, but it's not Pennsylvania. He lives anywhere but Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump said something interesting in his endorsement. I posted this on stuff yesterday because I think it's interesting, and I don't know if Trump was totally wrong. He said that women are, quote, drawn to Dr. Oz for his advice and counsel, adding, I have seen this many times over the years. They know him, believe him, and trust him. That's obviously not true for us, but, like, I think we all know a mom or have a mom. Mom, I know you, you yeah. don't listen to Dr. Oz. My mom's probably listening, too. But, like, who who took that in and might see Dr. Oz as an authority Yeah, especially right if, now. like, there was someone who just has been a casual or... No, not even so casual Oprah viewer in the past, but maybe not someone who's going to be like, who's going to be like following that the Senate did a hearing with him about this, that and the other. Like, I mean, what we saw with Donald Trump is that name recognition goes a long fucking way. And like Donald Trump was was able to capitalize on the fact that like he sat in a big chair and like looked like important on TV. This guy is, even though he's a heart surgeon who isn't actually an expert in a lot of the things that he's speaking on, he, people know him as a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, as, as, as much as we're like voting for Dr. Oz seems insane Mm-hmm. To other people who just know him as like an authority figure they've seen on TV or who they know have a friend who took his whatever poop drink or yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. If you don't, what did you write? Yes. You said in the news, everyone, it's like, if you don't have a diet supplement this day, what are you even doing trying to be a government yeah. official? How are you going to be, doing? how are you going to be in the Senate if you don't have your own mattress yeah. you brand? You want to advise the federal drug administration? Good luck. If you want a drug administration, yeah. good luck. Good luck. Yeah. And you don't have a drink that makes you go to sleep or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Cause like most voters pay about three to 5% as much attention as we do. Mm-hmm. And because they got shit going on. So you're right. Yeah. Like if I'm a Pennsylvania voter, if I'm, um, you know, what's her name? And what's the HBO show with Kate Winslet? Like she's voting for Dr. Oh, Oz, maybe. If she absolutely. doesn't know. And like, <laughs> she's just seen him and she's like, he seems trustworthy. Dude. He's a doctor. We still have COVID. Also, I, I literally remember in April 2020 seeing Dr. Oz promote hydroxychloroquine. And I was like, this is going to be one of those things that's so crazy, but we forget because of everything going on. And now this man, now this man is running for Senate and he is so rich. He is apparently, it's so crazy when people do like estimates of people's net worth because his estimated net worth is like 70, between 75 mil and 300 mil. And it's like, that's a range that would change so many people's lives. And you're just like, yeah, we don't know, that's, it's one of those. That's an enormous range, but I guess it's because he has his name on all these different products. Like he's very Trumpy in that way. It's like, he's just lent his name to like 
a bunch of random crap yeah. that barely I think that's works. what Trump likes about him. Yeah, I, um, the podcast maintenance phase, which like looks but, into yeah. a lot of like uh, like diet, weight loss, culture things, they have a really good Doctor Oz episode. It might yeah. be even be a two parter where they're like go into all of his chicanery mm-hmm. and you know if he wins his primary then i bet we'll see a lot of doctors on tv on pennsylvania tv saying like well he has no respect or leverage in the medical community no i mean every like every other day i get a text from my dad about him being who's a doctor about being you know appalled by something dr oz is doing but he's so wealthy and i was reading about the french elections over the weekend and mm-hmm. they you know are on sundays which is great but also they they're either publicly funded or they're capped or both but like you can't spend if you have three hundred million dollars like that. It's obviously not yeah. fair. <laughs> you also they also have a rule that like a week out from the election you have to stop campaigning. Interesting. Yeah, like oh, you're man. not allowed to do like I you wish have to that just James stop. James Comey had that rule. I know. I <laughs> know. There, I, there are a bunch of things in Europe where it's like, oh, the campaign can actually only last six months, and you have to stop at certain times, and like they have rules. Right. The rules are also like, I don't know if these are rules are part of the design. I think they are, but it's just sort of like, this should be fair and should not take up all the oxygen in the public sphere. Yeah. Seems smart. Yeah. And you shouldn't be able to win just because you are a mattress and a (laughs) health. (laughs) Oh, God. Exactly. I really do not want this man to be the senator from Pennsylvania. No, I mean, Trump lost that state. So it just, you know, it really depends if people can activate it. I think there's a bunch of really good Democrats running, including Connor Lamb, who's the moderate, the moderate rep. He says some things that are annoying to us. And then I know people I don't know enough about John Fetterman. I know I loved him during the election. He's a bald lieutenant governor mm-hmm. who's like really cool. He seems cool. I don't know too much about their like policies. And then I know Malcolm Kennedy is a state senator. Um, they're all really great candidates. And lobbies yeah, I've, you know what? I got to be honest. I got to kick my midterms knowledge well, into gear. Okay. I, I was like waiting know, for six months out. I just feel like I've been um I've, I've put up an emotional wall being like, no, it's not time. Now I that can't we're a month start out from the primaries. The, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can't start looking into the candidates now. It makes it too real. Yeah. Also our audience forgets, but like yeah, now I think people are are actually super engaged. Yeah. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. 
But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Another urgent headline that sort of adds significance to how important the midterms are going to be that we want to discuss from over the weekend was the arrest of 26-year-old Moselle Herrera. We're recording at 1.30 on Monday, and this story is still very sparse for how serious it is. There's just a lot of details we don't seem to know yet, which might be to protect her. It might be because this is just so bizarre that this even happened. So she was arrested and charged with murder in Texas in connection with the, quote, death of an individual through a self-induced abortion last week. She was arrested on Thursday, and then over the weekend, I saw the headline a lot. I also saw a little bit at the beginning of the weekend how people were not able to confirm if she herself was experiencing the abortion or she had helped somebody. It seems, with additional reporting, that she was the patient. Mm -hmm. Activists in the area after her arrest, they mobilized really quick and protested outside the jail, finally raising enough funds to bail her out. And her bond was set at 500000 which is nuts. That's insane. I mean, I guess if they're charging her with murder, that makes sense. But, you know, that's just like people say this a lot, but the penalties for abortion now are nowhere near the penalties for rape. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a prohibitive uh, bond, Mm -hmm. I would say, not a lot. Like if my bond was set at $500,000, my parents would not. Yeah, like we wouldn't be able. Yeah, we would. I would not that be. Would take out. everybody. Everybody who loves me would have to give their yeah, money. Like, yeah, like I mean, the GoFundMe would have to be really popping. <laughs> right. We would have to put a GoFundMe up. Exactly, exactly. Like, and again, everybody was very confused when this happened because while well, Texas has a lot of laws that limit abortion, inducing an abortion is not currently outlawed. In fact, there are laws. Texas thinks that they can have more sanctimonious laws if they intentionally build in exceptions for the pregnant person. They want to criminalize the providers and the people helping them. So, but still, it was just unclear what what role she would have played here. On Sunday, the district attorney announced that the indictment against Herrera would be dismissed. I believe it was this morning or maybe yesterday. They said this was because it wasn't a criminal matter and it was clear that she cannot and should not be prosecuted for the allegation against her. But the DA also said, this is weird, that the sheriff's office was correct to investigate. That's the line I really want to know more about. According to the local abortion fund, Herrera had shown up at a hospital having a miscarriage and they questioned her as, I guess they questioned her as to how the miscarriage happened. But I think that also seems odd because... I, yeah. If you've gone through, like, I don't know if that's all, how does it happen? I mean, you it just happens, right? Anyway, based on that information, hospital staff reported her. Maybe they saw something that made them suspicious, but also, like, this is what's sick is that yesterday was just going around a lot. Like, do not tell the hospital you took an abortion pill. They could not tell you. Just like sick stuff that we've not actually think well, would actually yeah, be reality to have to talk about. That's, I mean, there are many levels of this story that are disturbing, but the fact that she was reported by staff to the police really sticks in my mind because 
I feel like the goal of a lot of these new Republican bills, I mean, the abortion bills, I mean, the anti-trans bills, a lot of them are just trying to isolate you and make the pro they're, they're trying to turn you into a criminal in so many different ways. And one of which is by like isolating you from any kind of help. So like no, now they're going to isolate you from your doctor because you don't know if your doctor, how are you going to know if the nurse that you're talking to is the type of person who's going to turn you into the police? So now you can't, you can't 100% give correct information to medical professionals. While you're having a personal tragedy. Yeah, while you're having a health crisis. A I health mean, crisis in any event. Or you think you are because like now people get abortion pills and they're extremely, extremely safe. Um, I have heard from some people that the experience of them can be surprising. So maybe you're just fucking terrified yeah. and you are not at risk, but you still are like, that's enough. That's traumatizing. Yeah, or maybe you're having... Maybe you're having just a straight up miscarriage, yeah. but you don't know if the nurse at your local hospital is some kind of crazy evangelical whatever who's going to just report you to the, the nurse or the doctor or whoever. If some member of the staff is going to report you to the police because they suspect your miscarriage was self-induced. I mean, that's what. That's what a lot of this stuff is doing. The Texas law is written in such a way that, you know, women can't go to people for support without incriminating them, which mm -hmm. I think is another huge thing because now, like, even if you're a young, I've said this on the pod before, but like, even if you're a young girl who does have a supportive mother, for you to go to her is to incriminate her now with your abortion or whatever and that's the same with these anti-trans laws in florida it's like they're trying to make it so that even if a trans kid or in all these different states like even if a trans kid does have supportive parents we're gonna call cps on them like if they actually provide you with care or if a trans kid doesn't have supportive parents but has a teacher in their life who they might be able to talk to actually that teacher is legally has to out you now so it's really scary to me that like they're trying to make it a trust no one isolation situation like sure you can pursue your right to an abortion but you're gonna do it alone and it's gonna be scary and someone might charge you with murder mm -hmm. yeah exactly with both of those two things that you pointed out i mean abortion are is going to happen if you outlaw it it's going to happen it is very expensive not to mention painful to have a child like if somebody doesn't want a child and they're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to not do that, probably. Same with being gay. It is not really, we know that it's, it's not something you can correct out of people. This is not something that changes yeah. gender identity. I mean, people yeah. have fluid ones, but, but largely, you know, people that have an identity, you can't just correct it with laws and scare them out of being gay. Yeah, the people who have fluid gender identities, like, have been fluid the whole time. Like, it actually doesn't, their gender identity hasn't actually changed. Yeah, it actually it's like they think that the these laws will keep kids from being gay, but also these laws will keep like will unpregnant women? No. Do they they know birth control no. just prevents us from getting pregnant, right? Or do they think that they're coming for birth control next? Also, Definitely. did you hear about Bo Bear's latest um no. Bo Bear says that now she like floated the idea that they should make it illegal for a kid to come out either as trans or as gay fully. I can't I'm, I'm not yeah. sure, but until they're 21, that you have to be 21, <laughs> you have to be 21 I, yeah. to be gay. It's like, I don't even <laughs> know what to make. 
But you can no. be. But when can you be straight? Just any old time? No, you can be straight from birth, but you have to be 21 to be gay. It's also like what I said to you this morning is that a lot of times on the show and just broadly, we try to sort of like. I try to soothe myself by telling me the politicians are pursuing these culture wars and there's not a meaningful part of the population that actually agrees with them. But let's say like this was the people in the hospital saying, yeah. oh, no, I think I know that there's a law that, that, that I agree. Like you don't do that because you're unless these people at the hospital were so terrified. But I refuse to believe this is the first time a miscarrying woman who likely induced an abortion came to an emergency yeah. room. So it's like not only was it the people who called her, but also like she shouldn't, they would have been misapplying the fucking law because the person yeah. who's experiencing the abortion is not who the law is targeting. Maybe that's why originally I saw headlines that were like, we're confused if it was her who was having the abortion because you can only be like, you can't, it's not even criminal. Like you, you can't, yeah, the Texas if you're the law. person, did she help somebody? So it's like these people, like that's, that's why I want to learn more about why that, DA said that they were right to call the police. So maybe they think that they're right to call the police because there was evidence that somebody had provided her abortion pills and that person needed to be Right, exactly. Now it's like having a miscarriage is the new, like, I smell weed. Like, you can call the police anytime. Mm -hmm. You have probable cause to think that maybe an abortion took place. Like, that's really alarming. And it is not lost on me that the first person who they tried this shit on is a Latina... Um, someone who, you know, probably it doesn't look like had the resources to pay a $500,000 bond. Like they're not trying this out on, um, like the oil tycoons, like little white daughter who's mm-hmm. getting her mm-hmm. abortion, who can still get her abortion. It's no, women of color. In a private jet. No problem. It's women of color. It's poor women. It's Latinas who are going to be the ones that get prosecuted And thank God that this is not moving forward. But like the fact that it happened at all shows us that like soon enough, we will see that one, we will see a case that does move forward against a woman Mm -hmm. in some And I feel like we keep sort of like, we hear about these terrible things every day, every day we hear about some insane law. And sometimes it is all for show and it takes a minute for it to see how it actually does affect people. And like this, it's easy for us to sort of coast and just like hope for the best, but this is, yeah, this is sick. We're like every first comment in a story to this, I see people sharing resources for, you know, people who end up going to the hospital and don't want to be criminalized if they induced an abortion or again, like I just can't imagine experiencing a personal tragedy such as a miscarriage and having a nurse be like one second, we actually had to notify the police like, and then be like, maybe your husband helped you or like, it's going to make women not seek out care because like they're gonna die. <laughs> it, women are going to die. Yeah, what I was thinking of is when I was at University of Delaware, go blue hands. Uh, <laughs> they like right when I started, they had this like they were trying to get rid of their like party school reputation. So they had this three strike rule where like mm-hmm. you could get a strike for a bunch of different things. But like getting alcohol poisoning or being at a party where someone got sick, like those were like three strike issues. So kids stopped calling the hospital or stopped calling an ambulance when people were having like medical emergencies or kids did get way too drunk and got hurt or had alcohol poisoning or whatever. Like kids stopped calling because they didn't want to get in trouble Mm -hmm. and it made the problem worse. So they had to get rid of the three strikes policy there. And I it's just I mean, this is 
a huge escalation of that, obviously, but that's what happens when you do this stuff is that people stop going to the doctor. Yeah. And I don't know if like the people that, you know, that call the police, maybe are people that watch Fox news and think that there are a bunch of sex traffickers giving women abortion pills. And that's like, not, it's not happening on a large scale. It's not, I want to end with a few positive headlines about abortion access, because as this is getting, especially like increasingly grim, some States are moving to take action. The democratically controlled General Assembly voted Saturday to override Republican Governor Larry Hogan's veto of a bill Sorry, that would access. Sorry, Larry. Specifically, this bill, it's awesome. It would allow more types of medical professionals to do the procedure and set up more training programs. I think it's people like physicians, assistants and midwives. Anything that like an obstetrics group endorses, I will not question. So if doctors yeah. say that that's perfectly safe and fine, it is. It's a very common procedure. The legislation is also going to require health insurers in the Maryland Medical Assistance Program to cover abortion care services, which is incredible and big. Um, I don't really know. I mean, we're not seeing as many like abortion restrictions in like North Carolina, Virginia area. But like, if that happens, then Maryland will be a key resource for people. I know. And it's really sad to think of things like that. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's really good. Like we need to everywhere that we can codify the right to an abortion at the state level. We absolutely need to do that because we're in a really bad place and we are not make it look weird and like Gilead like for the states that have it. Like let's other them. We need to like do that ASAP because it's going to be a while before we have the ability to legislate that right, which is basically mm-hmm. what we're we're actually going to have to pass a bill that legislates the legal right to abortion. But we're going to have to vote a lot of new exactly. people into office. Exactly. But, you know, like you said, if they fuck with Roe, it could be it could be motivating. And one more positive headline. I mentioned Colorado. Governor Jared Polis, as promised, as promised to the bitch, signed a bill into law yeah, he last told Monday. Um, and I just, it's like, of course, a gay man who will never worry about getting a woman pregnant has become one of our nation's champions for abortion access. Of course, he's got no, no, no dog in the fight. I know, but it's like there is a camaraderie between people who know the that their rights are on the line based on the court. And I think I think a lot of members of the LGBT community see the writing on the wall that what's been being done to Roe is absolutely Obergefell is on the chopping block next that was the what they would love to see overturned so it makes perfect sense to me that he's like i see what's happening to you mm-hmm. yeah and um parent planned parenthood clinics in colorado said that they saw more than a thousand percent increase in patients from texas since sb8 yeah. so obviously hopefully to see more like maybe maryland did which is increasing resources for abortion access and making healthcare even more accessible hopefully tomorrow Our darling Millie will be back with us tomorrow and hopefully we will have some more positive headlines. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is The Betches Up Podcast. Bye. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.